everyone, welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. I'm Florence Brummer. I'm an attorney. I have been an attorney for 20 years, which is as long as I've lived in Phoenix. Before that, I lived in Chicago and was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, uh, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer since 1999. Throughout my practice, I struggled day by day to find balance between work and life. I do my best to enjoy my work and enjoy my time not working, and this podcast discusses time management and self-care tips. Please join me on this journey. Okay, today I feel a little bit random. I have lots to talk about. Um, Some is based on what I encountered during the week, and then other stuff is based on just things that I've read that I wanted to share. So I want to just start talking about my last seven or eight days. So as I recorded my last podcast, I recorded it on Friday before I took a trip to L.A. for... Um, kind of a a weird weekend, like a Saturday through a Monday. And I wanted to talk about that weekend and then wanted to talk about my week coming back. One thing I've really discovered about me is that weekend, weekend trips are kind of a pain in the butt. And I have encountered many people in my life who travel a lot during the weekends. They will take, um, weekend camping trips Or they might fly to San Francisco for the weekend um, and do this consistently. Or they might travel for like an ASU game or a U of A game. I'm in Arizona, so those are the, the big two. And I do do that sometimes, like if there's some sort of plan that comes up. And I am a sun season ticket holder, so often I have games to go to, although... The season started a month ago, and I haven't been to a game. That's just how busy everything has been. So um, I know lots of people in my life, other attorneys, other business owners, friends, family, that are very good about taking these weekend trips, and they do it consistently. Like They'll do it several times a month. Here's the thing I don't get. How do they do it? It makes me so incredibly exhausted. I just can't come back and feel like, oh, I had this restful weekend. I love to have many, many weekends per year where I'm doing my regular weekend routine. So this weekend, um, last weekend, the second and the third and the fourth, was um, plans that I had made many months ago. So on Saturday my oldest daughter and I had tickets for an event called Laughs with Bald Brian. It was a benefit to benefit a charity called Stupid Cancer, which is a charity that helps young adults with cancer. So older than children, but, um, you know, like high teens and and people in their 20s and their 30s. And it's a charity that benefits them. And it's a really good charity. I Um, looked into it and I really liked it. I ended up going more because I was a 
fan of the person who was throwing it. His name's Brian Bishop. He actually had brain cancer, and I believe this charity had helped him. And he wanted to give back, and his cancer has been in remission for 10 years. And he had this benefit to raise money, and I think it raised over 150000 for a night of comedy. Also, this will sound more selfish, <laughs> the, the benefit was very fun. It was a night of comedians, like five or six different comedians, and then it closed with Adam Carolla doing stand-up. And everyone knows how much I love Adam. And it also fell on a weekend when I could use my free Halloween Horror Night passes. So when you have a year pass at Universal, you get a free night of Halloween Horror Nights. And my daughter Maggie and I had passes because we bought them last year when family came into town. And we knew we'd, her and I would be going a couple of times during the year. And I really got my money out of those years pass year passes. Between the visits and the discounts that you get at restaurants and on merchandise. Um, and then also you can, if someone else goes with you, you are able to buy a discounted ticket. So I got my money worth 10 times over on the trips. So um, just her and I had them. And then I bought discounted tickets for my other two daughters and my niece to attend Halloween Horror Nights. And we were planning to do that on November 3rd, which was the very last night of Halloween Horror Nights after Halloween, so a little bit weird, but not unfestive. It was still fun, and it fell in line with going to see that charity show on the 2nd. So we did a, like a crazy travel plan. So my daughter and I flew out on American on the 2nd, and then the other girls flew out on Jet Suite X on the 3rd, and the reason the other girls didn't fly out with me is because one of the girls in the group is my daughter Lillian, who has the baby, and she wasn't quite ready to be away from the baby for two whole days. It was hard enough for her with one day, but um, two days, she... I think she would have went crazy. She was going crazy enough. She really missed her baby. And um, also because my daughter and I were going to this event on the 2nd, the other girls would have had nothing to do. They just would have been stuck in a hotel room or, I mean, they could have went to dinner or something. But it was sort of like, why be there? So my daughter and I flew out on American on the 2nd. They flew out Jet Suite X on the 3rd. We all flew home on Southwest on the 4th. It was kind of crazy because I was doing it that way, which I never do. I used to usually buy a round-trip ticket. But this time, I was really shopping it because there was five of us and we were flying different times. I thought, I'm going to look on how it is to travel one-way tickets and it was very economical, which I'm going to do that in the past. I have actually done that on other trips. Like I will do that for New Orleans um, because Southwest is the only airline that flies direct. And oftentimes I'll fly American there because I can use my miles. And then I'll fly home Southwest because it's direct. And by then I just want to get home. 
So I've done it before, but sometimes I just forget about it as a method of planning travel. So it was cheap. Like our American flights were $69. The Southwest flights were $59. I think the Jet Suite X were like $79. Like everything was very economical. So the only problem was when, so my daughter and I were flying American and I didn't want to, our event was starting at 630 at night. So I didn't want to take like a 6 a.m. or even a 10 a.m. flight because it's an hour flight to Burbank. I didn't need to be there super early. And a lot of times when you get there early, your hotel room isn't ready anyways. I wanted to change into a dress. I wanted to get dressed up for this event. And there was an after party afterwards. And so I wanted to be dressed up and have on nice shoes and all of that. But I wasn't going to wear the long dress that I had picked out to travel to Burbank. So uh, we had a flight that left at three, which gave us a two, two and a half hour window from the time we landed. Like this is plenty of time. Like this is perfect. And then a couple of weeks ago, I just started to get some chest pains about it. And I was thinking, what if this flight is delayed? And I thought it's an hour flight. Like what are the chances? It's going to be fine. So I got up on Saturday the 2nd. I didn't do my walk that day because I knew that on the 3rd for Halloween Horror Nights, I would be walking. It's probably the day of the year that I do the most walking. They have the mazes set up throughout the park in a crazy formation. So you're even walking further than the park is because they have them on the back lot. So you go down into the lower lot and then you have all this additional walking that you have to do that doesn't usually usually exist when you go to Universal. And then you're walking through the mazes, of course, and it's just a lot. And we were getting there early to spend the last couple of hours at the park during the regular park hours and then just continuing over to Halloween Horror Nights. So I knew it would be a lot. So I thought, I don't need my walk on the second. And um, I just wanted to take my time getting ready and, you know, doing things like getting the mail, getting a little bit of groceries, going to the library, and all that was great. And I get into the shower, like noonish, and I still have plenty of time. Like, I have all this time in the world. I get into the shower. I get out of the shower. I look at my phone. There's an alert that my flight is delayed an hour and a half. And I just felt the most sinking feeling ever. And I thought, now I'm late. I'm I'm late. So you start to panic, like, like, what do I do? Do I try to get on another flight? Or so what I decided to do was I'm like, I just need to chill. I was like, I have no control over this. I'm not gonna be able to get on another flight. Um, and I'll just figure it out. And then sometimes too, I I have noticed that when they tell you your flight's gonna be delayed. If you're going to the airport, I usually try to get there around the time of my same flight because sometimes I they'll say, hey, your flight's delayed, and then they'll send you a notification and say, we moved it back up again. So I didn't want to be in a situation where I'm just chilling at home and then they move the flight up. So we left around the time that we would have left. We left a little bit later. We figured that because they had sent out that notice, they weren't going to bump it up too much. And we were able to go to the, because we were flying American, we were able to go to the lounge. So we knew we'd be able to sit and use the Wi-Fi and all of that. So we get to the airport. They did bump it up 
by 10 minutes. We went into the lounge and I'm like just really starting to panic at this point because I'm not familiar with this event. It's a, it's a one-time event. So when I get there, are they not going to let me in? And I found the email for the tickets and I emailed the person who was the contact person as a, just as a, a last shot of trying to do anything. And I thought, this person is never going to check these emails. They are in the middle of this event, basically. They're hours away from the event. But I thought, this is my only hope, to just try to get a hold of someone. I emailed the person. They emailed me within a half an hour, gave me their cell phone number, and told me to text them when I got there. It was the most amazing, thoughtful thing. They didn't have to do that. And it just really made everything so much more relaxing. I just would have been sweating and, and maybe even crying a little bit the whole time I got there, wondering if I would be able to attend this event that I had paid for. So um, even though they said the flight was going to take off 10 minutes early, it took off, I think, 20 minutes later from when they said. And we got to, we landed about an hour before the event. So we went to the hotel. By then, we're about a half an hour from the event. We got dressed. You've never seen two women get ready quicker in your life. Um, I threw on like the most minimal makeup. My daughter changed her clothes and her shoes. I did the same. And out the door we went. After all of that, we ended up being only half an hour later. And I texted the person who gave me their their number. They were waiting for me outside. They led me to my seats. We missed the first two comedians. And it was a bummer, but after all of that, not so much of a bummer. And we attended the rest of the show and attended the after party and just had this amazing, amazing time. So we got home like not too, too late, like maybe 11 and just went to bed, put on movies and went to bed. And then the other girls showed up about, their flight landed about 8.30 in the morning. And L.A. had the time change that weekend. So we gained an hour there. I would have rather not, but it was fine. I mean, it was just an hour. Because then what happens is we lose an hour on the way back. So um, the girls got there in the morning. And the tickets that I bought, for them, the admission started at 2 o'clock. They had this admission, park admission at 2 o'clock. You can enjoy the park for three hours. And then some of the mazes open early starting at 5.30. And you just stay in the park. So we had all this time. So we were trying to consider what to do. And I said to the girls, like, you guys can go shopping if you want. I'll just hang out here. I can answer emails. I can relax a little bit because I knew it would be a lot for me. I'm getting old. <laughs> They're still young and feel good about a night of walking. Um, but it's it's getting harder for me, I'll, I'll have to admit. So they got there and we found a restaurant that opened for lunch at 10. So we went there and um, it was a soup. It was a vegan soup restaurant where you had multiple soups. It was good, but because they open at 10, 
they literally opened their doors at 10. So none of their soups were hot and you could do samples, but you were sampling these cold soups and there was no seating. There was a, a window seat of benches, like one bench that had enough stools for us. And we sat there and for some reason there was this burning hot sun coming through the window. There was no shade. The restaurant hadn't turned on their air conditioning because they, they turned it on as soon as they got there. And we were just stuck um, in a restaurant with cold soup and a hot restaurant. But it was okay. And then we went back to the hotel, still had a couple more hours. So I told the girls, if you guys want to go shopping or walk around, you do that. I said, I'm going to close my eyes because it's going to be a long night for me. Well, everyone joined me. We just all took like kind of a group nap. I don't think my niece, Sophia, napped, but she was laying down and on her phone. So at least she was resting. Then we got up at 1.30, went to the park, went in and started our day. So we did a few of the rides. Um, you can kind of get a lot done in Universal Studios in a, in a short period of time. We had a delay because I hate when there is a system at a place that doesn't make any sense. So my youngest daughter and I had the annual passes, which means we can go in anytime. We can use our Halloween Horror Night Pass. We hadn't used it yet, so we had that available. And the other girls had admission from two till when the park closed. So we basically had the same admission, except we were treated differently. So we had to go through different entrances. They gave the girls who didn't have the annual passes wristbands to allow them to stay through the night. And they told my other daughter and I, come back at between 3.30 and 4.30 and get your wristbands so you can stay in the park. And I said, can't you just give it to me now? No, they're not available. So we ran around and then we stopped um, to get, they have a Krusty Burger? <laughs> like the Simpsons has a Krusty Burger. So we got some Krusty Burger and then my youngest daughter and I ran up to get the wristbands. They put the wristbands on us and they say, well, now that you have the wristbands, you're excluded from the Harry Potter portion of the park or you can come back later and get the wristbands and still do Harry Potter and I said whatever just give me the wristband well we still went to the Harry Potter part I just threw my jacket over my sleeve my other daughter my daughter tucked her her bracelet into her sweatshirt it was the dumbest thing ever like why is that a rule <laughs> so anyways we did we did plenty of rides it was it was fun and then Halloween Horror Night started and we made a little schedule of the ones that started early. There's like two that start at 5.30. There's a maze that starts at 5.45, another one at 6. They kind of stagger the openings. So we planned it so we could, the ones that opened early, we were hitting those right away. I also did the um, skip the line passes. They don't call them anymore that anymore I think they call it a priority or something but the lines in for the mazes for Halloween Horror Nights can be an hour to two hours long and I'm just not doing it you can't even get through all the mazes if you do that and for um, a slight fee you can get these passes and and you literally skip the line and I I had this vision you ever have a vision of how things are going to work out? I had this vision that it's the last night of Halloween Horror Nights. It is the 
It's a date after Halloween. In my mind, I pictured an empty park. It was not empty at all from like this and it was a Sunday night I'm like people have to work in the morning no apparently no one has to work in the morning and they have all the time in the world to go to Halloween Horror Nights so I did get those passes and it got us through all the mazes within hours and they had really fun mazes this year they had Stranger Things season two and three that was one maze They had Wolfman and Frankenstein together. They had Ghostbusters, House of a Thousand Corpses. My favorite one was from the movie Us. Um, They had a scary holidays one where there was like scary Santa Claus and scary Easter Bunny. And um, they had one called Pandora's Box. It was kind of like a Greek mythology. They're all just very cool. And we went through them so quickly and within a couple of hours we were done so we started the first one at 5 30 by about 8 we were done my middle daughter the one with who has the baby she just couldn't take it anymore she was like can I please go back to the hotel and we had one ride to do and and in all these years I wanted to see this show called the Jabberwocky show they only have it at Halloween Horror Nights it's like a hip-hop dance troupe I wanted to see that. I'm the only one who ever wants to see it. I never got to see it. I said, this year, we're done so early, I'm seeing it. So Lily went back to the hotel. The other girls went on the Simpsons ride. I saw the Jabberwocky show, and then the other girls and I went home. And we were done with Halloween Horror Nights before 10 o'clock. So it was really cool. We, I figured, you know, the park was open till 1. I figured we'd be there till 1. So we had this, you know evening where we got to go home and relax and we um just put on scary movies I passed out almost immediately and then on Monday morning I had to get up and do a court appearance telephonically uh, which is great excuse me (coughs) it's fine to have these telephonic court appearances but I don't understand why technology doesn't always work Um, my computer at the office froze up. The attorney who was to initiate the call was late. I was texting with my office so they could get my computer up and running so I could remotely log in. And then when we got on the call, the judge couldn't hear me. I'm in an urban area. I'm in Burbank, California. I wasn't in the mountains anywhere and the judge could barely hear me. So I just shouted my way through it and it was just a trial setting. So we got it done and and it all worked out. So then we had a few hours before we had to get on the plane. So we hung out at the hotel and, and the girls were like, Hey, you know, what should we do? And, and I said, why don't you guys walk around? I said, I need to get some work done. So I actually worked and and took care of a bunch of emails while they went and walked around this little area of Burbank that we were in. They came back like two hours later. It was about time to pack up. So we packed up, went and had lunch, headed to the airport, and that was at the end. Through all these trips, I always take Uber and Lyft, and 99% of the time it's great. And then on the way to the airport, we had a weirdo Uber driver. He, I was sitting in the front with him, 
And he was asking me like, oh, you look tired. What have you been doing? Just like kind of weirdo questions. And then he started yelling at everyone in the back of the van, thinking that they were touching things in the van and ruining it. This is just an older Honda uh, Odyssey, I think. And um, he had like those screens that you have, like when you have a baby, the sunscreens. And he thought one of the girls was touching that. So he started yelling. And then he thought someone was touching a headrest and he started yelling. And then we get out and he doesn't help us with our luggage. And then um, as we're walking away, like we're like weirdly, awkwardly walking away, like he doesn't say goodbye or anything. And he's in his van turning down all the seats, I guess, assessing whether there was damage. It's, it's just so weird to me. I like, why are you an Uber driver? <laughs> if you're so worried about stuff? I mean, we were with, you know, there, I wasn't with babies who were ruining things. Like we, the youngest was uh, 12 up to 26. And he was just weirdly treating us. So anyways, that's one of my weird experiences with Uber where I really don't have those um, very often. I always report it because I think it's important to report it. And another tip that I have for Uber, and I've always told this to my girls from the beginning, I say the whole time you're on the trip, keep your phone in your hand and make sure they're following the route. And the Uber app has a, you can call 911 directly from the app. And you can text the app during your trip. I didn't have to do that. But I, I will say we felt very uncomfortable and awkward. Like We all just stopped talking. Like usually on an Uber ride, there's lots of talking and laughing. And usually the Uber driver is joining in because we're this fun group of girls. We're talking about what we're doing. And it got so awkward, we just clammed up and just sat there till we got to the airport. So I guess I guess there's just weirdos out there. So we get home it's like 8 p.m everyone's exhausted and I have a trial the next day and I luckily the trial was in the afternoon but um and I and I didn't schedule too much for the morning I had like a couple telephone conferences because I was trying not to have to get to the office at 8 a.m and then I get home and end up doing the stupidest thing ever I get caught up in a, just a project that I didn't need to do <laughs> if this, this has ever happened to you. So I unpack. I'm doing a load of laundry. I'm cleaning up the kitchen a little bit because my husband's been alone for two days. And whenever that happens, I don't like how the dishes are and there's crumbs on the counter and just stuff that I don't like. Stuff is out. So I'm starting to put stuff away. So now it's around nine o'clock. I announced to my husband, I'm going to bed to bed. I have the most busy week and I'll see you in the morning. And I, when I go upstairs, my youngest daughter has everything pulled out of her bedroom and she's cleaning and vacuuming. She just got a bug in her butt and she started doing all this and she starts putting everything away, but she leaves her desk and her chair in the hallway and I said, why are these here? And she said, I'm done with my desk. I don't need this anymore. I do my homework at my vanity or on my bed, and I don't need this. And it takes up too much room in my room. And this is one of those 
small desks, like a teen desk where it just has kind of the platform desk part and then a couple shelves to the side. And the whole thing weighs maybe, if it weighs 20 pounds, I'd be surprised because I can lift it pretty easily. So now I'm thinking, do I throw this away? And I have a room that I call the closet because the rooms in my house aren't very large. So in my master suite, I don't have a lot of room for like my possessions or a place to read, place to have a chair, like none of that. So now that we're basically empty nesters, we have one child left in the extra bedrooms, one became a guest room and the other became a room that I call the closet. I have a chase lounge, I have a chair, I keep my jewelry in there, my suitcases, all my clothes. And this room had started to be, become a disaster where the, uh, the only walking room I had was this little circle in the center of the room. I also use this room for recording the podcast. And I would be sitting in this little center of the room surrounded by piles of jeans and bags and all this stuff. So I think, oh, I can use this little desk and I can put my jewelry on it and some books and things like that. So I put it in there and I organize it and great. Now I have this this area cleaned up. And if you ever have that thing where you start a project and then it leads to the other projects. So around the room, I just started straightening up. I had, um, I have lots of totes, which I love for laptops and in books and papers, like I, I use these for work all the time, traveling short trips and, and all this stuff. But they were all kind of just in a giant pile. So I started putting totes inside of totes and organizing it. And then I had a bunch of boxes with things in it. So I stacked those and made it organized. Next thing I know, it is 1130. And I'm still up and I have this busy day tomorrow, but at least the closet looks great. I put together a whole pile for donation. Um, a, a charity's coming by next week to pick it up. So you just have like that sense of accomplishment. But it's not a great way to start off my work week. So then on Tuesday, I go into the office. And, and mind you, I've been gone one work day. This should not be a big deal. Piles of mail piles of messages. The whole time I'm there, the phone is ringing and I have a trial to go to. So I'm returning phone calls like crazy. I'm scheduling meetings for next week because this week is completely filled up and I can't believe it. And and the thing that keeps going through my mind is I was gone one day. It felt like I was gone a whole week. So then I leave for the trial. I get to the trial and the court decides that because there was an error by the clerk in sending out the notice for trial, even though the other person was there, the judge continued the trial. And a continuation of a trial is a nightmare for me because it means another date on my trial, plus are on my trial calendar. Plus, I was already there. So now I have true trial dates on the same case. So I get back into Anthem and I actually, because I was back early, I was able to catch a quick lunch with my mom, dad, and brother, went back to the office. I was working like crazy. Also for this week, I had this sense of, I'm going to get so much done because my trainer was in Costa Rica. So she 
had no training for this week, but the weeks of the 11th and the 18th, we're going to do three sessions that week instead of two to make up for it. And I'll talk about my trainer a little bit more later because I got kind of a surprise at the end of the week. So I'm thinking I'm going to get all this stuff done. So Tuesday I get home. It's a pretty relaxing night. Wednesday is the most crammed day in the world. I have twice a week on Wednesdays, I have business networking meetings with a group that I belong to. And so it's the first and third Wednesday of every month. It's the first Wednesday of the month. It's a 7am meeting, which means I have to get up at five. I had court downtown at nine, which means I had to leave the meeting early. I also had a court hearing at 1130 in another part of town, which I asked my associate to go to in case I was running late for it. And then I had a telephonic court hearing at 2.30 and a meeting at 3.30 at the end of the day. And Wednesday night is my church group at 7. So basically, I was scheduled from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. in in different things. So um, I get to my, I do the trial. It works out great. I leave and I'm thinking, I don't know if I'll be at my 11.30 on time. I got there at 11.32, like two minutes later. So my associate left and the other side didn't show up, but the judge made us wait for an hour and a half. So that felt like a total bust for me. Um, I tried, I did some emails from my phone for a little bit, things like that to try to stay productive. Then went back, did my afternoon stuff. My 3.30 appointment was running late. So just got out of the office like incredibly late, like closer to six. Plus again, huge pile of messages from the day since I was in court. Run, get my father-in-law, go to the 7, 8, 7 p.m. church meeting, get home about 8.30, fall into a heap, and then start all over the next day. Luckily, the next day was just um, meetings in the morning. And then I had, I'm like finally getting to a point where I need to get some stuff done. <laughs> I need some annual appointments. So um, Thursday was a dentist appointment in the afternoon that I had pushed off a couple of times. And then Friday, I had just marked off as a day that I needed to catch up. So I scheduled no meetings that day. Next week, I'm going to pay for it, um, particularly Tuesday. I think I have like eight meetings in the afternoon of just people coming in one after another. But Friday, I went to Hallmark. I love Hallmark. If you are not a Hallmark rewards member, sign up right away. Hallmark has the best cards. I can't even buy an American greetings card. I just love the Hallmark cards so much. Every once in a while, I'll buy papyrus, but Hallmark just has the best messages. They're pretty. They also have like 99 cent cards if you want to go a little less expensive. And before Christmas, they have a special where if you spend $60, you get a bag of Christmas items that are worth about $60. Stuff for your kitchen, Christmas ornament, um, a Christmas card, just really nice stuff. So I bought all my cards that I need through January. And that was $60. And then I went to Costco. I hadn't been to Costco in probably two months. So all the sort of Costco stuff that I needed 
I got, I spent close to $500. Like it was outrageous. One of the things that I did buy that I want to give a little review for is um, my Keurig pot had been just kind of, it just had it. I had had it for maybe four years and and it was starting to like leak, like it was still dripping after your coffee was ready and it just was in, in bad shape. So I passed it on to my husband's friend who wanted a Keurig and um, didn't mind the dripping. And I had been seeing those Keurig duos, which is the one with the carafe that you can fill up or you can just do the single pods and I like that idea because everyone in my family lately has been very much into considering recycling and zero waste and my daughters especially are doing so much to to focus on that that um I try to honor that too plus I mean I'm hearing it all the time from them so it really gets me thinking about stuff so I had been wanting one of these Keurig duos because there's so many times family comes over and instead of being able to make a pot of coffee, I'm doing one pot at a time. It would be so nice to have a pot of coffee. And I've been seeing these on the television for months where you can do either. And I really wanted one. So I go to Costco and they're usually $229, except Costco has them for $199 and had a $40 sale, and they include, included some of the K-Cups. And I thought, sold, I'm getting this thing. So I got that. So that's what made my total um, higher. I also bought the most beautiful spice rack for $21, and it has free spices for five years if you register. So I registered. And um, I... Before that, I just have a basket of spices, and I could never find anything, and it's ugly. I mean, I keep it hidden away, but I never had a spice rack in, like, all these years of being a person with a kitchen. I never had a spice rack. So it's a very nice stainless steel. They're all labeled very pretty, and I was so happy to get it. I love Costco for that type of stuff. It's like the stuff you don't know you need is there, and if you can get it on sale, it's amazing. So then I go back to the office. It's Friday afternoon. It's a upcoming on a three-day weekend, Veterans Day. And I have stacks of messages, just stacks. And my thought is, I want to get through these because Monday's a holiday. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm working Monday. But sometimes when you call people on a, on a holiday like that, they're not ready for it. They're taking the day off of work. And they're very surprised to hear from you. So I generally try not to unless they have indicated that they are going to be available on the holiday. So I thought, I'm going to get all these calls in. So I'm just calling message after message after message. And not only that, but all these emails are coming through on like resolutions of cases. And so I'm answering these emails at the same time. And I'm just thinking, all I want to do is get through these emails and these call lists and I want to go home. I had everybody coming over at my to my house for a potluck. I don't get out of there until like 6. Everyone's coming to my house at 6. But here's the thing about the potluck. I really didn't have anything to do with it. Um, all my my daughters, I as part of my daughters, I always include 
my nieces, they feel like daughters. So my daughters um, and my niece slash daughter had said that they wanted to have a potluck on Friday because they were so thankful that I took them on this trip and we had such a nice trip that they were, they wanted it night for me to come home and not have to do anything. So everyone came over, they brought dishes. I didn't prepare a thing, although when I went to Costco, I bought some dip and crackers, um, which is another nice thing for Costco, things that you can have prepared for you that come in big sizes for your giant family. So that was all done. We had this great night. And everyone um, kept saying to me, I'm sorry, you're probably really tired. And I said, no, this is actually great. I feel like very energized to have everyone here. And some people left early, but some people stayed till 10. And it just was nice. It was a lovely, lovely evening. Woke up on Saturday, did my walk, went to yoga, trying to add in yoga to my Saturdays because I am realizing that I am becoming the stiffest, most unflexible person. I used to have so much flexibility. It's all gone. Plus, I need to revamp my my exercise routine because the news that I got this week was that after November, my trainer is shutting down her gym. I have been so bummed because as much as I complain to her about her exercises, having this on my schedule has helped me immensely over the years. It has given me an appointment to show up for. She does weight training. That has made me so much stronger. Uh, it has helped my back spasms. There's all these benefits that I received. And just like the friendship. She does, it. it's not one-on-one -on -one training. We train in small groups. So I train anywhere from with another woman up to five other women. Everyone's been friendly. I'm totally going to miss these people. This is such a bummer for me. So now I have to figure this out. So over the next couple of weeks, I'll tell you about what I'm trying to figure out. But I had thrown yoga into the mix um, a couple of weeks ago because my sister, number one, my sister-in-law started going to yoga on Saturdays. And I just realized that my, my back and my shoulders are so stinking stiff that I really need to, to start this again. And I had quit yoga because I was having back spasms during yoga and would have to hobble out of there. But that seems to have resolved and I'm ready to start it up again. So it's one of those very intense yoga classes, the, the flow yoga, you know, going from pose to pose to pose. I would rather have one of those like very relaxing ones, but it's okay. Um, I, I need the exercise as well. So that was my Saturday, like a day of exercise, went to church, went and saw a movie called Countdown. I had been so excited to see this movie. I had gotten a 30-minute preview of it by hopping into it when I went to go see another movie just to see if it looked as good as it did in the previews. It looked good from what I saw. We went and saw it last night. I hadn't been to the movies in forever. It's a quick movie, an hour and a half. But just, it's fine. Like, it was a fine movie. It had some fun jump scares, but it did the thing at the end of the horror movie that so many do, which is they come to a resolution 
that would never come would never be thought of by any normal people where it's like hey this is how we um beat this thing and it's the one thing that they try and it works somewhat (laughs) um or you think it works and then at the end you find out it doesn't work like that's the end of basically every single horror movie which can be kind of a bummer. Some do it better than others. And it was fine. Like it had a good cast and um, it was enjoyable. Like it was a nice night out. But next on my list, I, I want to go see, I got to see Zombieland too before it leaves the theater. And Dr. Sleep came out this weekend, which I want to see as well. There's a new Terminator that I want to see. I still haven't seen Gemini, Gemini Man with Will Smith. I feel like there's a ton of movies. They're just getting released I don't know if they're just getting all released before the end of the year. Like, how am I going to catch up on these? Okay. This podcast has gone on a lot longer than I wanted to. And I had some other things that I wanted to talk about in terms of tips. And I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do it now or save it for the next episode you know what, I'll wrap it up. I'm going to save it for the next episode. I have some tips that I've come across that I think will be very helpful to my listeners on how to manage your work week. Before I sign off, I want to give a thank to the veterans out there. That includes my father-in-law, Mark Brummer. He is a vet of the Vietnam Wars. My cousin, Thomas Bird, who died in Iraq. And I also have many uncles, cousins who've served in the Navy and Army. God bless you all. Thank you for your service. Thank you for the vets that I haven't specifically mentioned. I'll be back next week. In the meantime, you can find me on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can find me on Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me under Facebook under my personal page or my business page, and my website at brummerlaw.com. Have a great week, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.